Could one of the elite prospects in the 2022 NFL Draft have a Derwin James-like slide to the Chargers at 17? It's Mock Draft Monday, and today we're looking at dream scenarios for the Chargers in Round 1. You are Locked On Chargers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up and welcome into the Lockdown Chargers podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade, joined as always by my co-host, David Drogmeyer, and we've been covering the Chargers together for over six years now. We're heading into our fifth season as the host of the Lockdown Chargers podcast, bringing you your team every day. Thank you guys for making us your first listen on this Mock Draft Monday to make sure you never miss the show. And we have some big guests potentially coming up for you guys this week, including the Athletics' Daniel Popper. Make sure you guys subscribe to the Locked On Chargers YouTube channel and also follow the show for free on all platforms wherever you get your podcast from. But on today, it's all you know, steam ahead, David, full steam ahead towards the draft with free agency all but wrapped up at this point. And on today's show, we wanted to do something fun and get into our dream scenarios for the Chargers at 17. Talk about some guys that... Could potentially be a long shot, but you'd be happy to see them have a Rashawn Slater, Derwin James-esque fall to the Chargers at 17. And then in segment two, we'll be talking about our favorite realistic draft target for the Chargers in round one. I think there's a couple guys there that make a lot of sense. And then to wrap the show up, things will get interesting as we give our dark horse candidates as we see it now a little less than a month left before the draft. Some guys maybe we haven't talked about as much that the Chargers could surprise everyone with if they take them with the 17th pick. But David, it starts with the big one, the dream scenarios. And I think this is in part bred by the Chargers getting some guys that we never thought they'd have a chance at, right? Like I said, Sean Slater last year at 13, Derwin James at 17 when he was drafted in 2018. And the Chargers have gotten really lucky. Justin Herbert could probably throw his name in there as well. And so there's always going to be guys where we're like, there's no way they fall to the Chargers, right? Yeah. And we, I think sometimes we end up not talking about them as much because of those reasons, right? Because we're just like, hey, that guy's never going to make it. Like Derwin James, like, yeah, obviously if he's there, you take him, yeah. but he's not going to be there. So that I think brings up this segment of getting into this dream draft day scenario for the Chargers in round one. And I know there's one guy that you definitely have your eye on. So, David, if a dream scenario played out, one top prospect found a way to slide to the Chargers at 17, who would be your dream pick? The biggest gamble in all of professional sports is the NFL draft because you just never know what's going to happen. You never know who's going to be there. And that's why for me, my dream scenario is to have a Rashawn Slater type player on the right side of the offensive line. And for me, I know this is a left tackle right now, but that is Charles Cross. And my goodness, man, when I put on the tape to watch this guy, the first thing that pops into my head is this right here is an NFL ready tackle. No question about it. He has a high IQ. He is quick enough to get to the combo blocks. He has a, he does a great job of staying square to his defenders. He does a good job of getting out to his engaging in his kick slide, getting out to those speed rushers. Uh, man, he has strong hands. When he locks onto you, you're done. You're not going anywhere. He has you locked up. He can handle the speed rush. There's just so many good things to like about Charles Cross, and man, it would be just absolutely amazing to have two equal level or two close to equal level players on each side of your offensive line to protect Justin Herbert for hopefully the next decade. 
And the thing is, is like Tom Tuska went into the last draft not having a left tackle, right? Brain Staley openly admitting the Chargers didn't really have a left tackle and they had a hole at that position with only Trey Pipkins and Storm Norton on the roster. And the Chargers rolled the dice and gambled on, you know, the 13th overall pick and they landed Rashawn Slater. And Charles Cross is not Rashawn Slater. So let's no. get that out of the way right now. But I think what he provides more than someone like Trevor Penning is this dude's ready to go from a pass protection standpoint as oh, yeah. far as the dude just super solid there. I mean, he's definitely had a couple rough moments. I mean, Mississippi State came from the Mississippi State game. When they played Texas A&M, he had a couple of rough moments. But then he played Alabama and just absolutely you know, was stonewalling everybody. And I think that's what I like. And kind of like Rashawn Slater last year, in the running game, his positioning is great. He gets yeah. in the way of guys. He's not the, you know, road paver guy that you need to eat glass and like Trevor Penning necessarily. But when you look at the difference, I'd rather have a guy who's more ready in pass protection now and does enough in the running game than yeah. a guy who might struggle early on in pass protection while being, you know, a nasty guy in the running game. So I think that's where you this would kind of come into play as far as, okay, you don't want to have to take left, you know, a right tackle with the 17th overall pick just out of necessity because it's going to be a hard situation to find. You're probably not going to be getting the best player available, at least in my opinion, if it's someone like Trevor Penning. It's probably going to be guys that I want more there. Yeah, Charles Cross is there. That's a dream scenario for the Chargers. That's how you lock up bookend tackles like that. I mean, I think if you're looking at, you know, some of the shortcomings from a guy like Charles Cross, because he's not a perfect prospect, he's no. not as technically refined, but he's also a guy that's, you know, thought of as a top 10 pick for a reason. I know one thing that scares me a little bit is the anchor just because, like, he always stops, right? It, uh-huh. it always ends up holding up, but he it gets close, right? And I think that yeah. is good space management. He knows, you know, not to let him get too close, but – he does get backed up. I would like to see him maybe gain a little bit of weight because he's definitely on the thinner side, but a pretty athletic guy. And I think the other thing is just inside moves in the running game mostly. He got beat a couple times for tackles for loss and things like that. But every prospect's going to get dinged in some areas for sure. Yeah, I mean, for me, I think it's something similar to that, you know, as far as the running game is concerned. And when, what I saw is when he was trying to climb to the second level, he wasn't always the most accurate getting to those spots. And, you know, he wasn't really nasty or anything, but he did his job. Like, he he did enough to get in the way or, get, you know, keep his defender from making a play most of the time. But I, that's one of the things I'd like to see him improve his game at the next level is just when he is asked to move and pull to you know, get out there and and really you know lock onto your target and remove him from the play. I mean, that's something I think that can be coached, that can be added to his game. But he is absolutely a NFL ready pass protector right now. He's phenomenal in that aspect, and there's not many other pass protectors in this class that are as ready as he is. Yeah, and he fits well in your scheme too. The zone running scheme, where you're not going to have him just trying to blow guys up off the line of scrimmage in the running game for the most part. Yeah. But David, I mean, if we're talking about dreaming, you know, maybe it's like a, a gas mask dream and a gas mask situation where a guy like Sauce Gardner falls to the Chargers at 17 in a position where it may not seem like you have as big of a need with Michael Davis and Asante Samuel Jr. being your CB2 and CB3. But one of those guys where it's like if he's on the board, you just have to take him because the dude with J.C. Jackson would just create such a dynamic duo as far as cornerbacks, I mean, ball skills, and just, I mean, Daniel Jeremiah comp this guy to Antonio Cromartie. Like, if that dude could somehow find, if I'm dreaming, I'm dreaming big, I'm going with Sauce Gardner for sure. I mean, how could you not? I mean, Jesus Christ, this guy has not ever given up a touchdown the entirety (laughs) of his college career. There is no other measure of dominance that can really even be you know, equated to that as a corner. Like, that's what you want. 
that is unbelievable production at the college level. And you just love this guy's attitude and his swagger and his confidence. He wants to go up against your number one wide receivers. He wants to shut them down. He wants to embarrass them. He wants to lock them up and completely throw away the key. That is what Sauce Gardner does, and I cannot wait to see him play at the next level. I just yeah. hope it's not anywhere close to the AFC West. And honestly, nowhere in the AFC period would be right. ideal. Yeah, I mean, he said he wants to go be the best corner in the league as a rookie, right? I mean, you have to have some confidence, it. and you need confidence to play that position and to have the nickname Juice, right? But yes. the dude just stays so connected. Like, yeah. he's just right on you your entire route. I mean, and you got to see him go up against Alabama. He's got that Josh size you love, too. Yeah, I mean, that's where it gets the Cromartie, you know, comps, just the ball skills, the size there. And, like, the short area quickness, I think, for a dude that size, that just is super rare. He yeah. does get a little handsy. He's going to have to clean some of that stuff up. And the tackling is definitely a hit or miss there. But yeah. if you're talking about a pure shutdown coverage player, I mean, there's nobody you would look at besides that. And it's just not going to happen. But I'm dreaming, okay? So yeah. let him let, let him us dream. dream. Like, when I'm not dreaming of built Bars, you know, I'm dreaming of Sauce Gardner. But coming up next, we do have some very realistic options for the Chargers. Our favorite of the realistic options, I think, but before we get back to the draft, I got to tell you guys about something I've been using every single day over the last three weeks, and I've absolutely loved it. It's Athletic Greens. I've been taking their AG1 formula, which is 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special bundle of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. I love Athletic Greens. I had seen a lot about it on social media. I wanted to see what the hype was all about. One of the things that's really been great about it that I didn't expect was how much it's helped with my sleep cycle. It's something that I struggle with normally. I've been able to sleep exceptionally well with Athletic Greens in their AG1 formula, something I wasn't necessarily expecting. And with AG1, you're getting something that tastes a lot better than most vitamins. And I would also say is a lot easier. My fiance always wants me to take these vitamins. They're huge. They're not fun to take with Athletic Greens. You get it. One scoop of AG1 and you're done for the day. And right now, it's time for you guys to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into flu and cold season. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NFL Network. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash NFL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. I also need to tell you guys about Bet Online, which is the official betting sponsor of the Lockdown Chargers podcast and the only place I place my bets, and especially in a great betting time of the year with the National College Basketball Championship game happening tonight. Make sure you guys head over to Bet Online to see all the great odds, lines, and props that they have available for the big game. But it's not just basketball. You can find all the latest sports developments, including this week's Masters Championship odds, podcasts, and reviews for all the different leagues this season. BetOnline is your continued source for all sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. There's also some big UFC fights this weekend. I'm definitely going to be tuning in for those and having some money on it with Bet Online. So make sure you guys head to the website or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action at Bet Online, where the game starts. All right, David, well, we talked about our dream scenarios for the Chargers at 17, and it's nice to dream. Let us dream, right? But we do have to get into some more realistic options for the Chargers. And we were thinking about doing, you know, our top five as far as 
guys that we'd want in the first round if we had our preference. But we decided to go with this format and talk about just our favorite pick at 17 for the Chargers of a guy that we think is going to be there. Obviously, you never know, like we talked about. But make sure you guys also, if you need to keep an NFL show around to keep up with everything going on around the league and what other teams could be looking at to potentially snatch somebody away from the Chargers at 17, make sure to follow the Locked On NFL Draft, Locked On NFL Show with the best experts around the Locked On Podcast Network. But this is a tough one, David, because we haven't done our favor yet. We've gone through a lot of uh, different options, and I've had fun with just getting into mocks where we can change our pick in the first round. You don't get to talk about different guys and how that would impact it. But today we're giving our favorite as we're sitting here, and it can obviously change in the next month. But if you're talking about your favorite realistic option for the Chargers at 17, who are you going with? Yeah, I mean, I bounced around to a couple of different guys, but I'm going back to one of my favorites and a guy who I've loved his tape. Even when I go back and watch it again, it just reinforces my feelings. And that is Andrew Booth Jr. out of Clemson. I just I I can't get enough of watching him. He's just he's a phenomenal player. 68 tackles, seven tackles for loss, five interceptions that last year in college at Clemson. He turns his head around, looks for the football his ability to go up and get the ball, especially up, uh, in a, against Miami, he was fantastic there. He makes contested catches extremely difficult. Like he he gets in your space and he he has the athleticism and the, the jumping ability to, to get in position to really make that difficult. He can flip his hips very, very well. He has that stop and start ability where he can put his foot in the ground and just take off and go. And you just love that. He blitzes like an animal. I, I mean, like a Tasmanian yeah, devil. He's so unbelievable. Fun. Like he is a weapon in that aspect. He's a corner that you would, you definitely want to see him come off the edge because he does that at a very, very high level. He's like a heat seeking missile to the ball carrier. Like he, you know, his mission is search and destroy and you love that. And he fights off blocks um, all the time. It's all over his tape. Andrew Booth Jr. is a guy I'm still very, very high on, still very excited about and would absolutely love if the chargers were to take him at 17. Yeah. And I think, you know, he was a guy that was very commonly mocked before the Chargers, right? But now yeah. he'd obviously just the one little red flag that you would have is just he just had surgery on a sports hernia. Yeah. He's still expected to be back before training camp. So I don't know if it's something that, you know, would push him down out of the first round or anything crazy like that. Yeah. But I do think it is a realistic, you know, opportunity for the Chargers to potentially get in on him at 17. I think it's the same logic there, David, where it's not like they need a corner. But when you see a guy like that, that has that kind of ball skill specifically, yeah. I mean, that backhanded one-handed interception, you just don't see that often. I think it's, it's just, ridiculous. you're just trying to go best player available and get a guy on defense that you know is going to help you, no matter what it means for someone like a Michael Davis or Asante Samuel Jr. Yeah. I mean, that's absolutely right. I mean, you, yeah. you're going to figure it out when you have a player of that caliber that you can add to your defense. I mean, hey, like they say, defense wins championships. And Brandon, and Brandon Staley, Staley loves corners. Loves corners. <laughs> uh, he, he, he said it on multiple different yeah. occasions. He's always going to be looking to the, add to that position. And why shouldn't you, especially if you can get them in the draft, get a, a very high quality player on a rookie cost controlled contract for four or five years as a first-round pick, and you got him locked in. Because, I mean, hey, yeah, you got other guys on contracts, but those contracts are going to expire. So you always have to continue to replenish that position because receivers are too damn good in the NFL, especially the receivers that are in the AFC West. Yeah, and I mean, you can just never have enough of it. And when these games turn into shootouts, like I've talked about before, like sometimes you just need somebody to get a pick. Like even if they're giving up some yards in that game, if they can just buy you that extra possession, if they can go close out a game for you, 
by turning the ball over, right? Because that's what Brandon Staley has brought in during this free, you know offseason period. Closers. Yes. Khalil Mack, a guy who can get you a sack at the end of the game. A J.C. Jackson, a guy that can get you a pick maybe when you're trying to come back or when you're trying to end a game. Like Those are the type of players the Chargers have been going for. It would be very on-brand, even though it's not the biggest need. And I think, you know, Michael Davis, be damned. That dude's there. You got to go after him. And maybe Michael Davis is there as like a, a stopgap for, you know, a year. Or maybe Andrew Booth Jr. takes a little bit. But that talent is definitely there. Oh, yeah. And the guy who I'm talking about, I think, is maybe one of the more underrated guys in this draft class, honestly. And it seems like he's getting a little bit more buzz now. But I can't stop thinking about Chris Olave, man. I just think that's a guy that is going to probably be there. Garrett Wilson's probably gone. I think Jamison Williams has taken himself maybe out of this conversation of realistic at 17 now just with the latest rumors out there. And I understand it because the dude is a stud and brings a lot to the table. But Chris Olave has a good chance of being there at 17. I just see these mocks where, you know, the Packers are getting him and late in the first round or the Chiefs are getting him. I'm just like, how could this dude fall? I just don't really understand the downside to him, especially after running a sub 4 four forty. The dude does everything else well. I mean, there, there's, not, there's just not much you can really take away. And I think for Justin Herbert specifically, having a dude that just gets as wide open as that dude does, whether or not him and Keenan Allen are redundant, I think isn't even the conversation because he has the speed and the separation in the deep part of the field that you know always makes him a threat there. He might not have the speed of one of those other guys, but he separates so well once he's down there. He hits another gear once he passes that safety, and I just think he's just such a good prospect to me, David, that it's just too fun for me to pass up here. Well, yeah, and let's remember, Keenan Allen ran a four seven. Okay, so I mean these yeah. these two these two players are not even any just route running and that you know in that aspect. Yeah. yeah, I'm just talking about speed. Different kind of athlete. Release and and their route running ability. Yes, very similar. I mean, you this guy very explosive with his releases and he and uses that a lot to win on his routes. He has a knack for finding the soft spots in the zones and really presenting a good target to his quarterback. That's one of the things that showed up time and time and time again. And he has the quickness and agility to get that those yards after catch that you're looking for. Yeah. I mean, this could be that missing link to the offense as well. And I said that before. I, I would not hate that pick at all. Chris Olave um, is that last could be that last weapon to a already incredibly talented and very dangerous Chargers receiving core. And I just think like. Yeah, you do need other things, right? You do need yeah. the right tackle. Like, you, There's still other ways you could go to fill a bigger need, but I think if you're going best player available and that dude's on the board, there's a good chance he could be that because I just – out of the receivers I've watched, I mean, it's just hard for me to imagine this dude not being good. I mean, yeah. yes, there's some things he doesn't do well and he's probably never going to be the contested catch guy and it hasn't no. mattered much because he's constantly wide open. <laughs> yeah. He's not going to be super physical over the field or – over the middle of the field or, you know, breaking a lot of tackles if guys can get their hands on him. But, like, he has the speed. He has the acceleration. He has the smoothness. Like, he's just such a clean prospect. And I think he could still be realistic for the Chargers at 17 if they're trying to go best player available. And then you still have Josh Palmer, right? Like, yeah. I mean, that gives you more flexibility of one of these big contracts, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams. We'll see how those go. But then you have two young guys on, young, you know, really – cheap contracts that you can really take this offense potentially to the next level because brand Staley wants guys that can get deep but also threaten you with everything else too that's exactly what chris Olave is to me like i think he fits that mold to a t but maybe we'll just throw a random dart at the board david we just don't know with the chargers i mean they have i feel like been somewhat predictable lately in the first yeah. round yeah i mean you, you knew they were probably gonna get a tackle you knew they wanted a quarterback right with yeah. justin herbert but 
they also traded back up for Kenneth Murray, and we didn't see that coming. So coming yeah. up after this, we are going to be talking about some dark horse candidates, maybe some guys we haven't talked about so far for the Chargers at 17, who they could maybe surprise us with, but maybe it's not a bad thing. Maybe there's just guys we haven't talked about that can make more sense for the Chargers at 17. Before I get to the dark horses in the draft, I need to tell you guys about a protein bar that's not a dark horse anymore because it's the best protein bar on the planet. And of course, I'm talking about Built Bars. And for me, Built Bars taste great, and that's what separates them from all other protein bars. And it's kind of like having a candy bar while getting something that is a lot better for you. Most candy bars have about 300 calories in them and 30 grams of sugar, while most Built Bars contain only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams of net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. If you don't blame me, listen to the flavors that they have. Peanut butter, brownie, mint brownie, cookies, and cream. So many great flavors to choose from. That's not even talking about the puffs, which are the first ever protein-infused marshmallow bars for you guys to try. Because if you don't want a cinnamon churro protein bar, if you don't want a brownie batter protein bar, you're not going to find something better. and You're not going to get that chalky, waxy taste. You're going to get something 100% covered in chocolate and soft and easy to chew. And since you listen to this show, we can even save you guys some money. If you go to built.com, you can use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. All right, David, well, we have one more here on a mock draft Monday we have to get into, and that's our dark horse pick, something we haven't done during this draft season so far. But there could be a chance that nobody really knows, right? And I think especially the further you get down in the draft, the less queer it becomes because, like, you know, when you're picking at six, you know you're probably going to have a shot at one of those top three quarterbacks for the most part, right? At 13, you didn't know you'd get Rashawn Slater, but maybe you thought a Christian Derrissaw would be there or someone like that. You felt like you might have a good option to go for. But at 17, it gets a little dicey. I do think in this draft class there's enough good players there that I'm like, okay, at 17 – the Chargers should come away with a player that can impact the game for them this season. But I wanted to talk about dark horse candidates for the Chargers at 17 today, David. So who did you go with with your dark horse candidate? Yeah, so, I mean, a need that I think we haven't really talked about a whole lot lately um, is a position group on the Chargers that, um, especially after the way free agency has gone, is a lot lighter um, in the talent department than it was when it started. And so that's why my dark horse candidate is Nicobe Dean, linebacker oh. from Georgia. Um, I think linebacker is an underrated need. They need to inject some youth into that position and some talent, and Nicobe Dean has a lot of talent. I mean, 70-plus tackles in two straight seasons, 10.5 tackles or for loss, excuse me, and six sacks. He's a true three-down linebacker, and he shows good natural coverage, coverage skills, and he did it a lot at Georgia. It's all over his tape. He stays calm in the chaos. And he has a very rare ability to shed blocks despite his size. He can run sideline to sideline, and he is very effective as a, a pass rusher as well as a linebacker. So I like this pick for the Chargers as a dark horse candidate because of all the different things that he does at a high level. That, I, I, you surprised me with that one. I definitely wasn't expecting you to go into Kobe Dean there. He's somebody we talked about, I feel like, earlier in the process before free agency and stuff and like, the dude's a freak. Like, yeah. the dude is just such a good player. He had such an impact for a Georgia defense that has so many NFL players on it. I mean, when you're yeah. able to kind of stand out the way that dude did for a guy who's honestly a little bit undersized, you know, has short arms, but still can find your way through traffic as good as him. I mean, you want to talk about blitzers with Andrew Booth Jr. This dude's the best blitzer in the country, hands down. I mean, the dude is a freak and a, t- a Tasmanian devil when he goes through the middle. And I just think that 
the real big issue here is the rubber meeting the road with the front office and the coaching staff. Because yeah. The thing is, is when you look, cause you're like, go, you're telling me you don't value linebackers, right? That, that's yeah. what you're saying, especially for the price that he left with. And you think you can get it done with the guys that you have now and potentially addressing it in the draft. Cause you didn't address it in free agency, obviously. Yeah. But if you don't care about linebackers, are you going to spend your 17th pick on a linebacker? Right. I, I think that's where the question becomes, and that's what makes it a dark horse. Right. Yeah. That, I think that's what I, why it definitely came out of left field, but such a good player. Right. And I think yeah. he would make the, if you're trying to totally overhaul the chargers defense, that would be a big piece in that direction. I think that dude's going to be good because it's just those instincts, the athleticism, the way he just fuels the game. Like, yeah. I mean, he's just such an impressive player. So for mine, I mean, I think that's kind of, you know, these are situational things. I went with Zion Johnson, the guard from Boston College, just because okay. we haven't really talked about at 17, a guard being an option. And I mean, maybe, yeah, I'd like to trade back and get a guy like this at 20. But there's also a chance this dude's gone because, like, he, I think he is the best interior, you know, or at least the best guard. Maybe Linderbaum's a little bit better at center. But if you're talking about guard, a guy that plays a position that the Chargers need and you're getting the top player at his position in the draft, that's what Zion Johnson brings to the table. And I love this dude. Like, be like John Gruden right there saying, you know, I love this dude. But this dude I, fits, you know, he'd be – this is a guy who's going to go in at left guard mm-hmm. and Matt Filer is going to kick out to right tackle in this yes. situation. And what you're getting with this guy is a guy who's going to put people in the dirt and has the nasty mentality, will keep up that great left side of the offensive line rushing together, and a dude who's great in pass protection. I mean, I really don't have a lot of flaws to his game. And you'd be taking a premier player, not a premier position, right? You'd just yeah. be like, all right, I know this guy is going to help me right away on the offensive line. I'm going to plug him in and play him. And he moves people out of the way in the running game. And he puts people in the dirt. And he knows how to pass protect well. I think this dude's a full package at guard. If they ended up taking him there, you know, maybe it's not the best value at 17 for a guard. I'd still be hard. not you know, It'd be hard for me not to be happy about it. Well, it might not be the value that you expect to get right away, but it might be the value that you see over time. I think that's definitely something that would be apparent with Zion Johnson. I mean, look how much the good guards are making now, man. I mean, some of those good guards are making 15 plus million a year. Yeah, I mean, look at Brendan Sheriff. My goodness, man. That guy got paid, especially after some injury concerns throughout his career. But I love that pick too, especially if their intention is to have – Matt Fowler play right tackle, which to me, it seems like that's the case because the Chargers have not made any moves on the offensive line. So that tells me they have, uh, they probably have more confidence in Brendan Hymas and they probably expect Matt Fowler to go out to right tackle. And if that's the case, bringing in a Zion Johnson to pair up with Rashawn Slater and Corey Lindsley is an amazing idea. I mean, if you're going to do yeah. it, go grab the best player at that position, plug him in and let him play against two all pro players on the left side. I mean, that would be a great idea. And you get a a right tackle in Matt Filer that's played right tackle in this league at a high level, and that could solve at least four out of the five positions on your offensive line. Yeah, and and you'd still have Brandon Hymas, right? A guy that you were supposed to kind of take over at guard eventually anyways. And I just think that the other part of it is, is just historically speaking, maybe not with the chargers and they've never drafted, you know, an interior offensive lineman that highly under Tom Telesco, the highest one is Forrest lamb, but it is still a very important position. And he's a guy that like with tackles, you don't know how they're going to translate, right? It's a, right. it's a much riskier position. I think to take, you know, 
a guy like Trevor Penning, maybe the fourth best tackle in the draft class, then getting the best guard and a guy, you know, he's not, he's not Quentin Nelson, but right. he is in kind of that same mold where like, there's just not a lot of holes in his game. He did play left tackle even. Right. And I think that helped him position with his pass sets. Oh, I mean, I don't know about position flex. He's like under six foot three, but when you're talking about a guy that just took the, what he learned at tackle and uses it as guard as a, you know, as far as picking up stunts and things like that, super yeah. high IQ, good anchor, 9.5 RAS, super athletic dude, and fits in well with what the Chargers want to do. I mean, he's already a great pass protector. He has heavy hands, picks these things up. It's just he's a really good prospect, and I think that's kind of the theme I went with today, right? He's just like such a solid prospect there, and you're continuing to put guys around Justin Herbert that are going to help him. Yeah, I mean, I, you can't hate the logic. I mean, it makes a lot of sense. I've always been a proponent of investing heavily of the spine of your team. Yeah. And of course, that's your offensive and defensive line. And at least it seems like with the emergence of Brandon Staley as the Chargers head coach, that has been much more at the forefront of the philosophy of building this football team, which I cannot be any 100%. more overjoyed about. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, it's just you can never have enough dudes that are like him, right? Like there's clips of him. You can look up on Twitter of him just like literally like sticking a forearm out and like knocking a linebacker into the ground. Just I like love it. he's a child, right? And that's <laughs> kind of what this dude does. Like he takes it personally. He connects at the second level on his combo box. And he's just a really fun player to watch. If you guys want to get hyped about offensive linemen, go watch this dude because he would help the Chargers offense in a big way. And I think continue to shift the not even the culture of the Chargers, the culture of that offensive line, yeah. which took a huge step last year. He would be another huge step, and you could put him where he's already comfortable, at left guard. You would upgrade your right tackle and your guard situation at the same time. Beautiful. Two birds with one stone. But that is going to wrap things up for today's show. But make sure you guys are subscribed to the Locked on Chargers YouTube channel because we have Daniel Popper coming up this week and maybe another big interview, some big draft interviews coming up around the corner as well. So subscribe on YouTube. Also follow the show for free on all platforms, wherever you get your podcast from, you can find the locked on charges podcast there. We also post the show every day to all of our social media. You can hit us up on Twitter at locked on LAC. You can find me on Twitter at Dan, uh, at Dan talk sports and David Drogmeyer on Twitter at Dro talk SD. If you guys want to get your mock drafts in or your reactions or your questions, we will definitely be doing uh, fan mail Friday and doing more draft stuff on fan mail Friday. So if you guys want to hit that up, you guys can call into 323-524-7924 to the Lockdown Chargers voicemail line. We'll definitely be getting into some draft questions and getting some voicemails on the show to go along with some really big guests that I'm really excited to get to. So make sure you guys are back here for that. But until then, take it easy and go Bolts.